0: Good morning, everyone. It's uh, Cody Brown from Cody Brown Reflections. And uh, this is my end-of-the-year podcast show thing. Um, (laughs) That's about all I know to say, is that this is my end-of-the-year podcast show. And uh, what I want to talk about (coughs) in this uh, final episode is just kind of, well, this final end-of-the-year episode kind of thing, I guess, is uh, just how far we've come along as far as growth, as far as uh, Bibles and finding the perfect preaching Bible and the perfect preaching setup, and being able to go out and teach uh, the Bible to lost souls in the world and uh, how that has impacted my ministry. So, before we get into today's episode, um, it is Christmas Eve that I am recording this, and I want you to know that I will not be recording for the rest of the week. Um, I don't know about the rest of the year yet, but I will not be recording for the rest of the week this is the only show that I'm doing this week Um, and the reason for that is is because uh, you know people are gonna have families coming together for Christmas and people are gonna have uh, you know their own family busy work and while it is important to remember God in these times uh, you know even with your family and even if you're not with your family uh, or with your friends or whatever, it is still important that we remember who God is, what He has done for us, and what He will continue to do for us. I know a uh, the reoccurring theme in my messages yesterday was that God, He makes and keeps uh, His promises. And so to illustrate that, I want to read a passage of scripture, Uh, let's see, I'll just go to the first one that I can come up with, (laughs) Um, let's see, so, um, Uh, first Kings chapter 8 uh, verses 15 and 16 is the first one that I opened my Bible up to. And this was from last night's message. And so, First Kings chapter 8 verses 15 and 16, it says, And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hand has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to David my father, saying, since the day that I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel in which to build a house that my name might be there. But I chose David to be over my people Israel. So, <coughs> Solomon is saying that God has fulfilled his promise in verse 15 that he promised uh, to David, his father. And that was a recurring thing that God continues to Keep the promises that he makes. So um, we know that God is a person and a God that keeps and makes, that makes and keeps the promises of his word. So we do need to remember God in this. Uh, in this time, and that's something that I would encourage you to do as we go throughout, you know, this week and the rest of the year. And, uh, so, I want to spend some time talking about uh, how we got to this point as far as uh, Bibles are concerned. I purchased my first entry level premium bible uh, in on in June twentieth, twenty eighteen. It was my first entry level premium bible. And uh I bought a crossway ESV uh wide margin and their uh Top grain leather cowhide, and I have the Bible with me right here, right now, in front of me. Um, I used it for a little bit. I liked that the uh, that the font is a decent size, and I like, you know, I, I liked the feel of the leather when I first got it. But since this isn't hasn't been my permanent Bible in a while, um, the uh, the grain that uh, was it felt stamped in is kind of flat now, um, and the leather is not as supple as it used to be, and uh, the gilding. Uh, the gilding has some blotches in it and it feels like it done the uh... the railroad tracks thing Uh, (coughs) uh, a bible like this needed more than two ribbon markers for sure um... and i wish they would have put you know the the lined paper in the back so that way you could have more room for notes because your margins you know you're going to take more notes than what you can put in your margins Uh, Which is why, you know, when we get to my Cambridge Bible, you'll see why I like it. So, that was my first uh, Bible, and I bought this as a preaching Bible, as to have a wide-margin Bible. Um, They say it's always good to preach with a wide-margin Bible, and so that's what I did. I bought this Crossway Wide Margin, and don't get me wrong, I love the Bible. I love it, and, you know, I'm taking care of it still. And might, you know, use it again at some time in the point. Some point in the future. But I don't see that happening right now. Um, The next couple of things came to me not long after. And I really liked Crossway's idea of doing this. I... Um, so my original plan was to have a Bible that I preach from, a Bible that I do personal study and reflections from, and a separate Bible just for reading. And that worked for a little while, but then, you know, you you start to lose track of (laughs) keeping up with three Bibles. But anyway, I bought a, a large print single column journaling Bible. From Crossway, the ESV again, and uh, I used it. I loved it. It was a great Bible, and I still have a lot of pages that I haven't taken notes on. And the reason being is because I didn't really know, you know, how I wanted to go about as far as reading plans or whatever. Um, so there's some pages that have. Tons of notes on them, and there's some pages that have absolutely no notes on them at all. But it is still a nice journaling Bible. And I, I loved that it had a reading plan in the back. Um, which, again, I didn't complete. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to have the reading plan in there. Um... And then, you know, you didn't have your distractions of maps and stuff like that. You just had text, and then your weights and measures, and the reading plane, and that was it. <clears throat> so, I really liked, I like this adrenaline Bible. And I may, uh, you know, buy another one, if money permits. But I may buy it in a different cover, because right now, I have a hardback. So, there's my journaling Bible, and I used it for personal study. Alright, now finally, the Bible that I used for reading. um, Let me tell you when I got that journaling Bible. got that journaling Bible June 25th. (coughs) Um, And my reading Bible, it was just a text-only Bible that had maps and a concordance. But anyway, it was mostly a text-only Bible, and it doesn't have any references. Sing- it doesn't have any single column references or anything like that. It just has translation footnotes at the bottom of the uh, page, and uh, it the ghosting on the page, and the fact that it was just a soft cover. It was like a giant print softcover Bible. Um, you know, it's not the best reading Bible. Uh, because, you know, like I said, the ghosting is real. Like, it's bad. And, uh, you know, I can't use it for, you know, like a preaching Bible or anything. Because, uh, you know, again, the ghosting and flesh, you don't really have any margins to you know, to work with there. So, that was my first reading Bible, and uh, when did I get this? Because I'm pretty sure I wrote it down when I got this thing. Um, I got it July 17th, is when I got this one. So, that was my first Bible setup, and that was after I decided to switch to the English Standard Version, because of all the options that they offered. Now, here's the thing. I went off to college because I got that the summer that I'm after my freshman year. And so I went to college. And I was still in search of the perfect Bible. The perfect preaching setup. So I purchased uh, a couple of Bibles. I purchased my Cambridge Wide Margin. My Cambridge Pimp Minion. And uh, my ESV study Bible. Let me get that out of here. ESV study Bible. So, anyway. And I think I actually purchased them in that order. You know, the the wide margin, the pit meaning, and then the study Bible. Um, but yeah, I would use my wide margin still. And again, some pages have a lot of notes on them, and some pages have no notes on them. I used it as a preaching Bible again to have a better wide margin and I have uh, you know the lined paper gets used Um, and I still do some of my preparing in it so yeah I I mean I love the Cambridge wide margin the only thing that I wish it would do better is to uh, is to have uh a way to get larger print that's the only thing uh that I would ask for it is to have larger print so then you know you can't have a wide margin without a pit minion, and uh my campus bookstore they had the imitation leathers of the Pit minion, so I picked up a pit minion, and the font is even smaller, you know. But I was like, eh, you know, I can see it. It's not too bad. Um, It's just hard defining verses. Um, There's no, like, I can't really tell where the verse starts and stops uh, with the pit minion, but I do have a pit minion. And then, like I mentioned, the, what I call the brick, the ESV study Bible. I did do a ribbon change on it. I put three uh, new ribbons in it, so that way you can have one for your Old Testament, one for your New Testament, and one for the resources in the back. I did that and I, I still use that study Bible for personal study, um, but that's about all I use it for, and I, I don't even use it for 100% personal study, just when I need some notes or when I want to see what people are thinking. So, and then, I discovered that the people over at Crossway had made a special reader's edition of the ESV text. And what they did is they removed the verse numbers, they removed the references, and they made it a single column paragraph layout. And you have white, opaque paper, and you have your page numbers at the bottom, your sections up at the top, your book, chapter, and verse. And you have a little number in the margin for when you change chapters, and that's it. Um, My only complaint with this was that um, it didn't have a reading plan in it, Uh, like the journaling Bible. It should have had a reading point in it since it's a reader's Bible. But, however, I do still use my reader's Bible. So, uh, you know, I I use that, and I'll use it again starting at the beginning of the year for the reading plan, uh, which I think I'm going to do. I'll, I'll tell you more about my reading plan momentarily, but there's that Bible. And then we come to the Bible that I currently use, and the setup that I currently use. I want to introduce these two... Uh, tools before I get into them, as to why I like them and why I use them. Um, Let's start with the Bible first. Uh, The Bible that I use now is Crossways uh, verse-by-verse reference Bible in top grain leather. I use that Bible because the top grain leather comes with a lifetime guarantee, and the verse-by-verse format is good for preaching the verse numbers are bold the chapter numbers are bold the subject headings are bold so that way you know i can tell where i'm at if i'm preaching through a book or something like that or through a section of chapters (coughs) and uh... i've given this thing a beating and it has fairly wide margins so that way i can take some notes uh... put in some references or make some little footnotes about my sermon or whatever and uh... (coughs) You know, I've I put this thing through some heavy usage. And so, uh, that's my preaching Bible setup, is just the ESV verse-by-verse reference. And then, uh, as far as sermon notebooks, I use a sermon notebook that uh, church Bible publishers put out. It's a imitation leather, but it's crafted like a genuine leather Bible. The Bible paper in it, it's got over... 1,200 pages of note-taking paper. It's got a ribbon marker with it and a nice ribbon marker at that. It's got the raised hubs. Um, It's a straight black notebook. It is beautiful and well done. And uh, I love using it as a companion to my preaching Bible. But you see that everything that I had to go through... Uh, to get to that final setup for preaching and teaching, and then my reader's Bible, which is what the phone is sitting on that's recording this podcast. So I had, <coughs> I had to go through a lot to uh, finally find uh, you know, the preaching setup that worked for me. But that's okay, because it was all in the labor of love, and it was all trying to find out you know, what worked for me and how I could best communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ and how I could better study uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, um, that's where we've come as far as Bibles. I want to take this time now to, uh, to switch to my preaching and, you know, kind of what I've preached about and kind of what I've been doing uh in the pulpit since i uh got home from college back in september and i didn't graduate from college i just i had to leave for personal reasons and uh so since i got back from college i um i started preaching as if i was preaching uh through like a series of lessons and so, my first series of lessons was on the church, the New Testament Church, and some problems that I've noticed with people's interpretations of the new testament church um and what the New Testament says about that, and you know some characteristics that the New Testament talks about uh that I believe that the new that the church is not doing today um, so yeah, that was my first series. And then my second series, which I'm still going through, (coughs) is the key Bible passages uh, that tell the story of Scripture. And uh, all together, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 key passages (coughs) to preach through and... I've only preached through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I've only preached through 8 of the 13 uh, passages. And so, not all of those sermons are up on the YouTube channel for the sermon podcast. Um, but I think 4 or 5 of them are. Uh, <coughs> so, that's what I've been doing as far as preaching. and uh, Like, when I would... Uh, Travel to other congregations. I traveled to another local congregation a couple of times since I've been home. And uh, what we would do is, uh, you know, I would take a break from preaching through the series and I would preach on a topic. Um, And it wasn't because the church requested this topic. It was just a topic that I'd been thinking about, that I wanted to preach about. Um, But I didn't want to take a break in my sermon series, you know, to do that. And so I preached, uh, how long, O oh Lord, and, you know, that the, uh, sermon on the pain and suffering and how that actually, you know, is does something to benefit us rather than hurt us, and some other messages like that, um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing is preaching, and then, uh, next year, Lord willing, I will finish up the Key Passages series, And all of those recordings will be able to be uh, on the YouTube channel, and maybe on the podcast, I haven't decided yet. But all of them will be able to be on the YouTube channel that I preach from here on out. And then, starting January 6th, specifically, I will be preaching through the Gospel according to Mark. Um... It's a challenging book to study through, and uh, probably going to be a challenging book to preach through, but that's okay. (laughs) That is totally okay. Um, Because I think it's going to be fun, and I think we're all going to learn something from it. Um, You know, regardless of the people that, you know, may know the book of Mark like the back of their hand, and the people that just don't know the book at all, um, and its message. And so, there's that. Uh, What I've been doing... Oh, finishing up this year. As far as the podcast. I've been doing the Showing You My Heart podcast right here on this podcast. I've been working through the Book of Acts in a short, like, you know, five to ten minute series videos, you know, each time I post one. Which, by the way, I won't be posting those on YouTube for the rest of the year. Um, They'll pick up, you know, next year. But anyway... Uh, So I'm going to continue the podcast, continue showing you my heart. Uh, You know, all of that, and we've grown so much with that, and that's the last segment that I'm going to talk about. But anyway, we're just going to keep preaching through that, and then after the book of Acts on the, you know, the the work through, um, I'm thinking I might work through, uh, you know, like another book, maybe a gospel or something like that, I don't know. (coughs) <coughs> but uh, anyway, um, so we've moved more into textual kind of preaching instead of topical kind of preaching, which I think is going to be a good move overall. Um, it's helping me learn scripture, uh, and it's helping me able to be able to preach, you know, certain sections of scripture, and to you know kind of look at that in a little bit different light. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, so now I guess we can talk into the growth, and that'll be the end of this episode. Uh, (coughs) I started this podcast literally three weeks ago, and the explosion of growth has been just amazing. Um, I had been doing things on the YouTube channel, I'd done everything, you know, I'd done things just about every week on the YouTube channel, regardless of whether I was in college or not, and, uh. You know, I would always record my sermons and put them on YouTube and things like that. Um, but we've just done, you know, like working through the Book of Acts, like starting showing you my heart podcast. Um, you know, starting this Bible review channel that uh, helping people know what Bibles you know they might, what kind of Bible they might be interested in, and things like that. And just being very open. Uh, with discussing matters of theology and matters of the bible and things like that. It has been a great year and I'm so excited to uh, to be able to continue in that lord willing and to be able to you know to to continue growing the showing you my heart podcast uh, and continue growing my YouTube channel and continue growing everything else. It has been a huge blessing doing all this hard work this year Um, but this hard work you know it does pay off and so I want to finish this by saying thank you guys very much I hope you guys have a great holiday and a great rest of the year and uh, may your new year be happy and prosperous and thank you so much and God bless.